I'm Kevin, and you're listening to Jean-Luc and Me, Episode 7. I've written my next poem in honor of my cat. I call it Ode to Spot. Felis catus is your taxonomic nomenclature, an endothermic quadruped carnivorous by nature. Your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skill and natural defenses. I find myself intrigued by your subvocal oscillations, a singular development of cat communications that obviates your basic hedonistic predilection for a rhythmic stroking of your fur to demonstrate affection. A tail is quite essential for your acrobatic talents. You would not be so agile if you lacked its counterbalance. And when not being utilized to aid in locomotion, it often serves to illustrate the of your emotion. The complex levels of behavior you display connote a fairly well-developed cognitive array, and though you are not sentient and do not comprehend, I nonetheless consider you a true and valued friend. Today's episode, Justice. Oh, good for you! And how was it? Well, well, well. Look who's people. Finally. I'm not actually genuinely excited. Jean-Luc Picard is a person. Beverly Crusher is a person. Wesley Crusher is a person. Even Data is a person. All of them for the first time in the run of this show so far. And it makes all the difference in the world. Oh my god. So much better than trying to deal with 42 minutes of cardboard cutouts like I've been doing every previous episode. I'm going to get into some uh, some specifics about things I liked, and then I'm going to get into some specifics about the things I didn't like eventually. And I haven't even decided if I'm going to try and fix this one because, you know, it wasn't bad. I liked Worf's description of Klingon sex, and it was actually the first time he has seemed like a person as well. He wasn't in it that much, so I didn't include him in the list of persons at the beginning uh, of this segment. But he should count too, I guess, because that was a fun moment and it was uh, characterful from him. It had a lot of personality in it. I really liked when Picard was trying to explain to God about human colonization of empty planets. Trying to trying to put it into words for someone who has uh, potentially no no framework in which to place such information that was really fun. I liked Wes having that George Washington and the cherry tree moment, uh, where he admitted to falling into the flowers and the not a cop I forget what they're called the enforcer uh, said oh you you admit it freely, and he gets all fucking stern lipped and says I'm a Starfleet officer we don't lie. And that was dope. More characterful than he has been. Once again, I, I'm, tr I'm gonna look up who wrote this episode and compare it against uh, writers previous and to come, because I don't know how they did it. It wasn't just the actors. It was also the script. There's a little meat here. There's a little, there's a little emotional uh, heft to really sink your teeth into. And I'm giddy because when I sat down to watch it, I didn't think I was getting that. Still on Wes, I like at the end, when he asked about the possibility of danger to the crew, the whole crew, if they save him, and Picard told him that it didn't concern him, and he clapped back with, uh, it kind of looks like it does. That was some balls on Wes, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed both of the Picard and Data scenes, 
both of them had Beverly to a certain extent, being believably a mother, interacting believably with Picard, and even little bits when she told when she told Data to shut up. That was awesome. Uh, and I liked, especially in the second scene, Picard really being, for a moment, a peer of Data, rather than a commanding officer, just a commanding officer, to the point that he even called him my friend. That's not something he does often with any of his crew, let alone one uh, that is, you know, a machine, essentially. That was... that was good. I really, really liked that Picard got called out on that classic Federation condescension. Well, you know, we used to execute people, but that was before when we sucked, like you suck now, was basically what he was saying. You know, he was phrasing it nicely, but they always fucking say that, these Starfleet guys. And he got called the fuck out. And that was delightful. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a quark mark when it comes to that. I like the attitude that they aren't actually perfect, and when they think they're perfect, it's annoying. I really, really, really liked that the overall moral or message of the episode was that justice is not the same as laws that the two are not analogous and that following the letter of the law every time to a T in many ways prevents justice that's a that's a very advanced uh, way of thinking that's a very advanced message for a family show like this to have especially in the late 80s I really like that and one final note uh, at the very end when Picard was sad that he wouldn't get to explore God. Oh, that's it? Just shutting down and leaving? Or... And everyone's like, oh, good, now we don't have to maybe get blown out of the sky by this God, these God people or whatever. But his response is, we could have learned so much. I love it. That's so Star Trek. Every single time there's been an opportunity for absurd exploration, but it also comes with danger, they always manage to mention, well, we... We could explore. And I like that. That's very good. And so I suppose, on an Earl Grey scale, this is... You know that type of warm where it's almost a little icky? Like, it's not quite lukewarm. You're not, it doesn't feel like, like even remotely hot but it's above room temperature. It's the, it's like kind of the, uh, you can almost not tell it's there, but it's just a little bit sickly warm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that. It's, a, it's above, above room temperature, but below lukewarm on the EGS, which is a huge fucking victory for this show, as far as I'm concerned. I, I liked, I would actually, I would watch this episode again. Not today. Not this month. Maybe not for the rest of this year. But if in 2019 you said, Hey, let's sit down and watch that one where Wesley falls in flowers and they're going to kill him, I would be like, Oh, okay. And uh, 
that is the highest praise I can give a Star Trek The Next Generation episode right now, so congratulations. <laughs> What's the catch, Jesus? What's the catch? All right. Um, Cardi B is insightful. There is a catch. There are a few catches, small as they might be. Firstly, a god-like being. What do you know? Oh my fucking god. Like, it's... <laughs> it's really getting fucking ridiculous. It's legitimately just fucking absurd at this point. More episodes have had a godlike being than not. And we're well into the season right now. The ratio should not be like that when it comes to episodes including a godlike being and episodes not including a godlike being. Is this fucking touched by a space angel? What am I watching? Also, at the very beginning, one of the first things they say is, Oh boy, Captain, down on that planet, they fuck for nothing. Oh boy, they fuck like it's going out of style. And his response is, in front of Beverly, Well, let's send the boy down to the fuck planet. And she's like, good. Not sure what was what that was about. Am I reading into that? <laughs> or did they just not read into it enough? Did, it, did nobody... Nobody realized what was going on there. It's like, oh, we got this fuck planet. Send the boy down. Uh, maybe that was a bad decision. Because he ended up falling in the flowers. Although, I guess if I'm playing devil's advocate, the kids on the ship, there are families on the ship, we know this, and the kids are probably most in need of uh, leave. And due to it being a fuck planet... You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to just send down all the kids. Like, oh, yeah, word, let's just send down all the kids. So he needed reconnaissance. And the best way he could think to do that was to send down the only member of his crew that is a child to check the place out. And that, like, on a certain level, that makes sense. But just, just watching the scene, it hit me wrong. The, oh, it's the fuck planet. Send the boy down. Yeesh. And in general, the idea of the fuck planet didn't play to me now the way I think they wanted it to, or maybe even the way it did back when it aired. There's this idea that uh, there's a simple rule, you don't do anything that you're uncomfortable with. Nobody has to do anything they don't want to do, which is a really good rule for a fuck planet. But the away team beams down, and these people run up to him and just start, like, hugging him and nuzzling him on the neck. And you know, mm, mm, without asking first. So, you don't have to do anything that you're uncomfortable with. And they're not telepaths. But there also isn't rules about affirmative consent. I, I don't know. I think I'm thinking about it too hard because I'm not in the late 1980s. That's my guess. And while we are on the subject of the fuck planet, one, one more thing about the sex. Uh, Tasha. What's... I'm having... She's now one of the least person-like to me, after starting out the most person-like uh, in the pilot, because... I, I don't understand 
how it is that she is so perfectly adjusted, especially when it comes to relationships, and especially when it comes to sex. She's fucked like three dudes over the course of this show already, uh, and, and she seems to be completely in control of her own sexual destiny, and zero hang-ups, and, and that's, that's great, but it wasn't like that long ago that she was on a planet uh, trying to avoid the roaming rape gangs for most of her uh, life and all essentially all of her childhood but it seems like that would preclude being just so completely open and well adjusted and uh, healthy in your sexuality Maybe that's just me being judgmental. Or maybe that's me being a writer who would want that to matter. Who thinks that her background and how she is now should be connected somehow. I'm not saying she can't uh, have a healthy sexuality right now. I'm saying that they should attempt to connect it to her background somehow. Um, because they're linked. Or they should be. This isn't like, uh, I grew up on a rape gang planet, and now I like opera. Like, okay, those two things can be disconnected. It is, it is, you know, roaming rape gangs, fucking every dude that comes along. They seem like, from a narrative perspective, those, those should be buttoned up against each other to some degree. Not trying to nitpick, I swear. If, if I do want to nitpick, I could say... Why, when Data was knocked out, did they send him to sickbay? He's a machine. Shouldn't they send him to Argyle? Wouldn't he know better what to do? Maybe sing? I don't know. That's a nitpick. But probably the main problem with all of this is that they need to fire their fucking research team so hard. I don't know whose job that was. Was that Tosh's job? Was she too busy fucking that guy? Because they knew all the laws but they didn't think to figure out what the punishments were. Apparently, the information they were given had the laws you're not supposed to break, but it said nothing about punishments. And they were just like, word, that's good enough. No, you're Starfleet officers. You gotta be better than that. That's fucking absurd. And uh, look at all the trouble it led to. So somebody's fucking fired uh, if I'm in charge. Silva, other than those couple of smallish things, such a better episode. It had a good theme, it had good characters and character interactions. There still wasn't a lot in the way of plot and, uh, and plot points and structure, but it's amazing how little that matters when there are actual fucking people, actual characters on screen that you can care about and watch uh, interact with each other and grapple with ideas. So, yeah, overall, a very positive experience, which is, which is good because I didn't want to get sick again today. Somebody needs to get on top of the situation and fix it. One thing I hope I don't need to fix is this audio. Uh, somebody in the apartment next to me is listening to televangelists as loud as possible on a sound system with the bass all the way up all day all night, every day, and every night. So hopefully 
you are not being subjected to that as I am right now. As far as the episode goes, there's not a lot, really. Little things. Little things. I was a little disappointed. I mean, I knew it going in. But still, I was a little disappointed that everything about the planet was hetero and mono. There were no same-sex pairings. There were no uh, groups of more than two. Everything was, this is a dude, this is a chick. The two of us are going to have fun. And, you know, if they're really so open and they're really so advanced, how come they're not branching out? All I'm saying, maybe a little gay sex, maybe a little threesome. Eh. And, uh, you know, and then things like... Uh, somebody really needs to somebody really needs to figure out what the fuck is going on with Tasha and her background and her sexuality um, but no I mean it was it was fine it was fine the, <laughs> strangely the way I would fix this episode is to not have so many godlike beings in previous episodes because fuck all those episodes and one of the most annoying things about this episode was it being yet another instance of a godlike being. So the way I fix this episode uh, is to fix previous episodes, and that's... I've already... I've already done that. You can... You can listen to the, uh, to the previous podcasts that I... the episodes of Jean-Luc and me, the ones between... before now, between the beginning and this one. Those are the ones you would listen to to hear how I fixed uh, them. In at least one of them, I did take out the godlike being, so that's good. Other than that, um, I might be able to watch another one today or maybe even tomorrow, maybe get some of these stacked up, which is good because I'm coming up right against the deadline on these. Uh, but if it's not if it's not going to be literally killing me, uh, I suppose I could do more than one a week. Uh, you're only getting one a week. Fuck that. I'm stacking them. I'll have them ready for you. Bang, bang, bang. And it is with that attitude that I say... With complete confidence, I will see you next time.